Yeah, let's just do the intro and then if I use a little banter, I might. But um, it wasn't great. The the intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was unexpected. The banter. All right. Well, because you didn't banter. So. I've never said banter. I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> You Banter. Like All right, don't make my 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 podcast lame. <laughs> All right, uh, you can cut that out. All right, what's up, gang? This is Tony Shava, the Jive as Alien, uh, doing a kind of. Um, uh, unusual, I guess, for this show recording because it's currently uh, one of our little vacations of the year. It's uh, it's actually the day of Thanksgiving. We're recording this, and I have uh, one of my guests you've heard before. We have my sis here, uh, Jesse, and uh, we have the little guy sitting next to us. He's nice and cozy in his little striped tee. He's ready for the Thanksgiving that we're having tomorrow. Yeah, we're, and I'm gonna put her on blast because we, we, <laughs> we're trying to get Rika the Freaka back on. Um, but I don't know. I guess she's getting lawyers involved, so we'll see what's up. We'll kind of figure out how it is. But um, we're doing a little special. I've been wanting to do episodes of this for quite a while about music, a lot of music. I did an episode uh, with Beth. We're doing Disney music. Uh, she's a big Disney nerd, and we got a lot of stuff coming from that. So it's pretty cool. I, I got a lot of information, but. Uh, for me, music, it's, especially since I've, I've been sort of a very sort of lone wolf type guy for many years, it, it's one of the very few things that has uh, persisted throughout my most of my adult life anyway. Stuff that I listen to, it gets me hyped up, it gets me through hard times. You know, I, I like all kinds of music. Um, I first started with uh, hip-hop. It was rap and hip-hop. And for me personally, I feel like I started late. I was in my in the late 90s, mid-90s, 90, 96, 97. And I remember, you know, buying the Tupac All Eyes on Me. And I think we talked about this with Beth and Mark, but do you remember those Melon uh, record Col- thing? Columbia, Columbia House? House or yep. um, I had some. BMG. Well, that's that's how it started, like, because mo- moms, our mom got a thing in her name and it said, like, you know, buy five CDs for a penny and then, uh, you know, all they are for a penny, you just got to buy one more at full price. So, oh, that sounds like a cool And deal. they made it real inviting that like you'd have to lick the little back of the image or the CD. Oh, stamps, stick right? It. it was just like a stamp, like it an old school stamp. It was like a mini record. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. 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 And of course you just, I was like, yes, this is fun. So you're just putting stickers, stickers over stickers? Yeah. Well, no, but you would pick your the ones you wanted and it'd be like, yay, I'm going to get these. What I remember, moms was always like, "Okay, jerk, if you're gonna get some, at least get me one." So I had to get like one. Oh, really? Music. Yeah, because I was sitting here getting Tupac, Too Short, uh, getting it Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, Wu Tang Forever yeah. from my cousin. He's the one said, "Oh, you need to get these albums." And of course, as soon as I got them, then he borrowed them. But so I started getting the hip hop late '90s. I really sort of got into it. Like uh, once we moved to Oregon. Just the isolation was sort of what drove me to. You know, all I had was music. You me know, too. I used to have from. Uh, yeah, like all I remember Eminem. I have you know, so I was kind of in that weird. I was hip to what was going on, but then the stuff that was on the radio was just not appealing to me no more. Like in the early two thousands, we moved into Oregon ninety nine, mm-hmm. and at that point, just rap in general was not exciting. At least not what was on the radio. And then you watch the silly videos, even though some of the music I like, like like uh, with Biggie, a lot of stuff he did with Puff Daddy, I didn't care for all mm-hmm. that. They call it like um. Uh, one one director was notorious for that. Hype Williams. He's the one that made a lot of that sort of in your face, fish eye, flashy girls in bikinis, and you know the the, the alcohol and stuff. And it just got kind of lame because it was also um, cookie cutter. And so I started kind of venturing on my own. And I know I remember there was a real dope uh, 
um, hip hop show I used to listen to that came out like at one in the morning on Saturdays. But I got hit to a lot of like what they call underground. It's still kind of known as underground. So stuff you won't necessarily feel on, here on the radio. But I started vibing with that a lot more. And then one of the big sort of catalysts that uh, kind of got me to like the topic that we're doing today about grunge music is one of the first stuff was um, Rage Against the Machine early 2000 and this is i think towards the end where they were gonna stop sort of making new albums right mm -hmm. and i remember like just listening because they had the rap stuff and so it kind of like made rock okay for me because i've heard the name metallica i'm sure i've heard them somewhere but yeah. it wasn't something that i like would go towards versus this stuff was accessible and then the sort of the real kick in the ass for me was um watching tools schism like that video would just transfix me like it, yeah. it was one of those things it I'm not saying this is the reason why, too, but I was on drugs a lot at that time. But with tools, especially Schism, just the video was so trippy. It was very much like it made me, it kind of scared me, but it excited me at the same time. And so it made me like, what is this, man? And so I yeah. slowly, slowly, like, you know, and that's sort of where it took off. Like there was a, a period of time where I would listen to nothing but, but music and uh, rock music. And actually Nirvana... Of all the grunge bands, so the big four grunge bands that are generally accepted, uh, they weren't the first ones. They were definitely the most successful ones. Uh, uh, one of them is still living to this point. But you had Alice in Chains, Nirvana, Soundgarden, and Pro Jam. And out of all those, the first one, I do remember back in, kind of um, retract a little bit, when we were in middle school, I actually had a little interaction with uh, Nirvana. I don't know if you remember, but uh, uh, our sister Julie, she was the one I was friends with, like this real tall girl. Her name was Lupe. Yeah. And I think she was white, but like, I don't know why, she was a very light-skinned Hispanic or whatever, but and her and, her, and a like, much smaller friend, I can't remember her name, but they were they were like kind of outcasts. They were treated really poorly in school. But they were very like uh, like punk attitude. They always had like the, the torn uh, jeans, and and so for some reason, you know, so so our sister was real good friends with her, and kind of uh, I was in class with older one Lupe, and she was real cool. So I'd always talk to because I was kind of an outcast too. I was kind of, I didn't fit in. You know, we moved in there in seventh grade, so I'm trying to jump into this this um, this pool of popularity, and so I was just kind of you know didn't want to get caught up in that BS. But so with Lube, I was, it was real chilly with her, chill with her. And she lent me the Nirvana City. I remember Nevermind. I don't know if I ever listened to it, mm. but I just couldn't get over the whole. There's a naked baby. <laughs> yeah, his little wing is <laughs> flo floating around his little uh, pool noodle. You know, it was kind of like it was weird. And I, I remember that and Dookie specifically, uh. Uh, Green Day Dookie. I don't even remember if I listened to it because obviously it didn't make an impression, but I do remember seeing yeah. that. But the thing that that I really liked, she had a book of uh, Beavis and Butthead. Wow. And it was called This Book Sucks. I've actually looked it up online like I want to buy it. It's just basically a bunch of trivia and a lot of silly shit about Beavis and Butthead. But so that kind of made the transition. So when – this was probably right after Kurt died, I believe. He died in, like, 94. Uh, mm -hmm. He killed himself. Somebody killed him, whatever. But so it was It was something that I got into much after. It was almost like by my own accord. And so – once I started getting to that music, you know, out of the big four, that was a big one that I kind of gravitated towards for some reason, just because it was like raw, it was it was violent, it had what's, um, I'm going to start building kind of my super group, but arguably across the board of like, even to this day, one of the best drummers of all time, but I had Dave Grohl on the mm -hmm. drums. It's Kurt Cobain on guitar, uh, I think rhythm guitar, slash lead vocals, and then um, Dave Grohl on drums, and then Chris Novoselic on a bass drum so it was a three three person group mostly they had a, another guitarist sometimes L yeah like a studio musician musician or something or 
Well, I think so. I would see um like I think Pat Smear. When they had well, another he's with the Foo Fighters, but I think he did a little bit with Nirvana. Well, and they also had like I think two drummers before Dave, or at least one for sure. Yeah. Like not... off the Bleach album, I want to say. I I'm just pulling um, information that I've gathered. I could um, be wrong. But so that was kind of so the first big group for me was Nirvana and I, and I love their style. I love uh, Kurt's sort of uh, tortured soul type stuff. And so that's kind of how I started getting not specifically. Well, yeah, also the music, but also specifically with the grunge, the big four that I'm trying to I feel like it's something it has a very significant part in my life. And that's kind of my take on it real quick. So, Jess, what about you? How what what is your um, my first memories and stuff of the grunge? Yeah, of the big four. Well, I got into them when we were in Oregon, and it was because I watched a lot of the MTV. So I, I, I think my first intro was like music videos or the Unplugged, the MTV Unplugged. Oh, his famous, yeah, yeah. which is still considered one of the best of all time and yeah. a great life set. And it was the, his last, I don't know if it was the last public showing, but it was um, the last kind of big event before his death. I think he died like a few months later or something. Yeah, and that's how I knew also like, oh, he's already dead when I was already just getting into them, I didn't know till I, you know. Was it the whole like MTV news thing, like? Uh... Well, no, because like I think it was during the unplug, because I probably got into them like in two thousand or something. Oh, so, so it's it kind of yeah. I mean, by that time, yeah, he's long yeah, dead. Yeah. So, okay. So I found out about them, and then I found out, oh, he's already dead, so they were over. Yeah, it's like too late to the game, and I remember probably of. I mean, it's only, I guess, you and I that are kind of comparing, but you were really big, and I remember you bought, like, his book of his, yeah. his notebooks, yeah. of, like, his personal writings and his, um, and his, um, um, the journals, handwriting. yeah, his journals and stuff. The journals, yeah, it was, it was what got me into, like, autobiographies, like, I had a lot of, I ended up buying a lot of musicians, um, oh, autobiographies, right. but that one was what started it, it was very intimate like you like you kind of got to know or to me it felt like oh shit like i got to know him a little bit a peek into his inside yeah, yeah. it was a little too much i actually returned the book <laughs> i kind of oh yeah i was trying to ask that if i think i have it, it again but i remember i finished it and i was like i gotta return this i need 25 bucks or whatever oh, i thought it was like too private it like was you. a little like i felt it felt like a little um i don't know it was Maybe a little bit of that too. Yeah, was I was too, like, man, I don't know if I <laughs> TMI. It was like, like, like if I want to ever look back at this, like I have, but it was just a little. It was it was powerful. Like it really his like raw yeah. Persona. Reading his poetry and his little sketches, it was really neat. But I guess I had never felt that whole like. It felt like you were peeking into someone's life. And I was like, yeah. I think I should return this. I <laughs> and I did. It was stupid, but but. So like, and did you buy different autobiographies? Like after that, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that one for a while was the only one I had. Because one, he's already dead, so it kind of wasn't. Yeah, it was. It's too- almost what people assume what he would have wanted, kind of deal. Um, and it yeah. wasn't him like writing out his highlights or whatever. It was just his writing out journals Songs, from yeah, yeah ideas. You see like ideas, concepts video for certain concepts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It little was, drawings it was really he did cool. or whatever, little doodles. Yeah, it was very artistic, like but simplified. It was cool. Yeah, because he has that sort of um, title almost of like the, uh, uh, what is it called, like apathetic sort of who cares nihilism, like, you know, he was notorious for a drug user, showed up to advance drugs, so he was very much like the the tortured soul, you know, and here he was being tossed into the limelight, like, uh, you know, trying to use his music for cartoons or whatever, and so it was kind of messing with him and 
yeah did that reflect in his notebooks do you remember did it have like- i think so and it, i don't know if that's where i learned but he had like a chronic stomach problem as then that's, oh, that's why he right. would take hard drugs because yeah. it was the only thing that would help yeah, with the pain in his aut- autopsy wasn't it like there was a, a he had ulcers or something like yeah some kind of like yeah or uh, he was always trying to like fix it because it, it just he had a chronic like pain or something with his stomach so he would yeah. numb it with the drugs yeah, because I remember, like, you know, when he died, people were saying how, how could he have killed himself? Like, he just had his baby, so... Um, yeah. That, and he, his outlook was changed and all that crazy stuff. And so even to this day, do you still like Nirvana? Or are they still, like, one of your bands that you, like, greatly, you know, enjoy or you think back fondly of? Um, I think so. I kind of um, haven't really listened to a lot of the stuff I was really into but yeah, I I was playing some of the stuff from Unplugged, and it was, it still felt like it did then, like really powerful and good, you know. Well, it's got the classic, but, um, you know, I I'm not gonna do like a list of cover songs, but songs were yeah. they were covered by an artist that it's almost it became their own, you know. And for yeah. that, it was the man who sold the world. So many. Like a lot of people, I've heard it now recently, where some people say it's kind of overrated, but to me especially because i always like to listen to the original one too and this one just has so much more like energy to it so much more mania kind of like you know david bowie is considered a genius and you know mm-hmm. he, he's the originator and i always have a thing too with um when they do um covers where well they have they they were able to see the original product and see what worked or what didn't work so it's almost like they have an advantage so it's, sometimes it feels kind of oh, unfair. With covers in yeah, general? Yeah, with covers in general, especially yeah. when they're done by a different genre or like a, a more popular artist because then it's like, oh, that's their song, but like, well, no, that's a cover. Well, that's kind of what, for me, was with The Man Who Sold the World. Like, I probably didn't even really get the concept of covers at that time, but yeah. so many other songs, you know, he did bands that a lot of people didn't know, like The Meat Puppets he talked about. Yeah. And some of those were kind of grunge too, if I, if I recall, right? I don't know if the movie, um, I think so. Like, like one or two, because like I, where did you sleep last night? I think that was the Meat Puppets. The Melvins, I believe, something like that. Like he did a cover. A Melvins. lot of yeah. And you know they did some of their stuff too, but it's all acoustic. All it's very it gives it a very sort of like a haunting vibe. I always mm-hmm. liked when I hear that album. When I was in in even to this, I listen to it now and it still sounds good. But at that time, when I would be in like really dark places, it sort of it was almost like a rat, like a tattered old blanket you throw on where. It's, it helps somehow, you know what I mean? Yeah. You look at it and it's... That's it's kinda, like a good metaphor for grunge in general. Yeah, it's, grin, it's gringy, you know? It's Grun- like, yeah, gringy. like the, the blanket is... It's, it's dingy. Dingy, yeah. Gr- <laughs> You've combined them. I made a, a gringy. Port, I made a portmanteau. This is called a portmanteau. Oh, really? But like, uh, my boss was trying to think of this yesterday, but I, or, and he was thinking like, what's the thing when you take two words? It's like, what is it, like a consonant or something? <laughs> and I kind of think, and I Googled consonant like as he was talking and he was right, I think. I felt like he was trying to think of portmanteau, but I like, there's no way. My yeah, boss I've never heard that term. It's like uh, the, one of the famous ones, Jake. like smog, or, smoke and fog. Oh. Yeah. Or like. Um, so they are, but that's a real word, but because I always. Taking two real words and making a brand new word. Okay. Yeah. So that's what, like, grunge like and gi- dingy. or... Ginormous. Ginormous. Yeah, gigantic and enormous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's um, cool. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how he got into... So as far as the big four, did you ever even bother with any of the other three? Pro Jam, Soundgarden? Yeah, I was, I was... Are you done talking with Nirvana, or do you still have to, like, heap praise onto it? No, I mean, I was a big fan. I remember going to high school, I had a t-shirt that I'd wear a lot with 
Kurt wearing a dress. Oh, He's yeah, He's wearing yeah, a little green one. dress. And I had the one with the circles. I forgot what that's called. And then, like, on Headbanger's Ball, he wore, like, a Snow White's outfit or something. Yeah. And then he's like, what well, is a ball? And he and he's totally, like, <laughs> high off his ass. Like, he's on heroin or something. That is a good point. Yeah, but he's saying, like, it's a ball. And he's, like, very cut and dry. And the, I forget his name, but he's pretty famous, the guy that hosted it. He's totally, like, it's only like he's playing stupid, but, like, Dude, he's like... Just, was it Ricky at the time? Yeah, Ricky. Ricky Rackman, yeah. Rackman or something like that? But he's almost sitting there like he's trying to make it serious, but he's like, dude, he's fucking with you. Like, just yeah. move, go on with the fucking show anyway. But um, I was gonna, I was saying that because I remember having a friend who would be like, tra- every time I'd wear it, he'd, um, he'd tell me how he hated Nirvana because he killed himself. And I was like, ouch. Oh, so he's like anti-suicide. <laughs> that really type. would throw me off because I'm like, you would hate someone just for, you know... Yeah, and it's, you know... It, not yeah. we're definitely we're not gonna get all serious here, but the whole thing of I've dealt with a lot of mental, personal mental stuff, and you know, I've known a lot of people that have it. But the whole thing of like that stigma of it, you know, is like um, it's sort of it's more open now. People talk about it more now. Yeah. It's you look at it in a more sympathetic like life. Back then, it was kind of like funny, you know, it'd be like, oh, oh, remember? Or um, just frowned upon. Yeah, but now it's taken on like sort of a, you know, it's a stigma. People think like. Drugs, you know, like, oh, well, he's, he's a junkie, he deserves to die, or, you know, ah, who cares, why would he kill himself, you know, he just had a baby, but they just don't know how how much of, like, that, that sort of pain you sort of keep covered up, and like you said, his stomach thing, that not a lot of people knew, Yeah, that kind of deal, Um, and the way he's, specifically with grunge, he's de- Nirvana's definitely transcended towards the sort of, the mainstream, like, uh, infamously, or not infamously, but... Uh, famously, there's a great comic book um, series, Preacher, that I got you guys hip on. Hip, oh, our space. Yeah, and they have a character in the in the comic books where he's he's a sympathetic character. He's he's the son of the sheriff, I believe. Yeah. But he, um, I, I think in the comic they didn't say it was Kurt, Kurt Cobain, but it was very much yeah. related to him. It was completely obvious. I think one of those posters was yeah, like the Nirvana a, poster in the in his bedroom. It was Nirvana. They yeah. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I me- remember it, but it, I could be. A, yeah. I can't remember if they even like named the band, but in in that um, comic, like him and his buddy decide to kill themselves. You know, they're like teenagers, and he ends up dying. So they're like, we're gonna do the same way. He does it with the shotgun too, the same way, but ends up like he didn't do it right, and so he still lived. But I believe his friend died, and so he was basically uh, they call him Archface because the the way his face kind of healed up, it looked like he had an asshole, like he had an anus in the middle of his head, and he and he talked like funny, and a lot of people were like you know shun him but he was like a real good-natured kid it's almost like that changed his life you know yeah and it's almost like making a good thing out of you know a, a bad situation but anyway sir that's kind of you brought that up and i almost forgot that but the comes with your friend did out of all the four i'm assuming nirvana was like your biggest yeah friend. okay and that with that did nirvana like or your like of nirvana obviously not with this individual but did it help you make friends with somebody did it help you connect mm. with like oh you like them too uh, probably um with my but um well yeah you had a friend where we didn't really talk about them a lot but um that's why we became friends because of she knew i liked similar bands like she did based off your shirt mm-hmm. or what Oh. I guess I don't know. She just knew. She She's like, a... "Are you wearing that ironically?" Or because you... she kind of, um, you know, like I don't know, approached me to be her friend or whatever. <laughs> She's like, hey, or she had someone doing? approach me. Oh, funny. that's even funnier. It like, was. It w- so it was like a little note where like, "Do you want to be my friend?" Well, yes she was no. just like, "Hey, you should go bring her to our friend group." She told her friend then, 
And ironically, we're the only two that stayed friends. I was going to say, yeah. Are you <laughs> she ditched us. Like, like, all the other one? Yeah, because she was a year ahead of us. Oh. But, yeah, so you met in, in high school, right? Yeah. yeah. But you asked me like if I liked any of the other bands? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, Just mainly Soundgarden. I didn't really get into them. I would just hear their stuff on the radio, and I just never really... um liked it as much as like nirvana or um even alice in chains i really used to like but i couldn't listen to them for long it was it was like too too depressed and like yeah it touched the chord in me that i was like i can't be there like it's too much it kind of made you uncomfortable yeah it was yeah yeah, it was like and then pearl jam i liked everything i heard on the radio but i never like bought an album or anything but Mm. with them i was gonna say with pearl jam i remember i think julie used to always hear this cover they did um last kiss do you know that song and um it sounds very familiar it was it was when we were in oregon but she, i think she would always play it or they the radio stations it would was always, always play it and i i didn't really care for it then but now i really like that song and that's how i knew about them and then i'd hear their other stuff and yeah, I'm trying to think of it. I, I don't. I'm very bad with names of songs. Yeah, or uh, yeah. just in general. Like honestly, I I name Nirvana because there's only three guys. That's probably the only band I know completely. Um, there's none of the other three bands. Yeah, I me neither. I just know the like, um, Alice in Chains, and then. And yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. Like Alice in Chains and Sound out of the big four, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden, they're definitely very much. Um, they almost. They're serious, you know. They have a silly yeah. song here and those, like, you know. Soundgarden has a couple kind of funky sounding ones, like, um, what's that one where it has, like, a country thing to it? Like, he's mm-hmm. playing the guitar. But, so, but overall, they're very darker. They're very um, sort of stay in that serious tone yeah. or talk about, uh, for me, well, I'll talk about Soundgarden a little bit, but versus Nirvana had like, kind of a lot of silly songs, you know. It was almost like they were having fun in a sense, and, and Pro Jam was always more positive. They always had a sort of, you know, they had the famous Jeremy, which is about a, a, a young kid that yeah. goes into school and shoots up the school. and Or no, he shoots himself in front of the school. But um, In the video, you're not sure what happens. Yeah, it's it's yeah, that's true. It ends yeah. with, like, everybody covered in blood, and they're all sort of, like, horrified, but it just ends that way. But they had a lot of sort of dark song. And I can't remember Last Kiss. Oh, no. yeah. It's uh, it's like a '50s song. Too. Yeah, yeah, it's a very old band. That, oh, you um, know what I remember? There's a Spanish version that used. To oh come yeah, there is. That it's terrible. Uh, there's so many Spanish music songs. Like I remember, I, it's I not think, that bad. Well, have you ever heard um um the famous Billy Ray Cyrus "Achy Breaky Heart" in Spanish? Well, yeah, in Spanish, <laughs> no. it is like one of the. Wait, yes, I have. It is one of it's the. It's like a party music. uh song they play. It's, it's like a line too. dancing. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, it's. It's. I don't like. You know, everyone has their own taste. I'm not gonna be one of the small snobs, but I really don't like the Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> song, and I really, really don't the like Spanish the Spanish version. <laughs> like somehow they make Spanish music make the last one worse. But like Last Kids is the one. Like, uh, how do you oh, know it go? exists though? Because um, well, you'll hear it on the radio. It. Yeah, because the parents. Wait, what did I just say? I meant existed. Yeah, the Spanish version. Yeah, because and I've heard it. Yeah, numerous I've times. heard it on the radio too. Well, I've heard it more than once. That's the problem. Well, there's like. <laughs> For every one English uh, music station, there's like 20 Spanish ones, you know what I mean? It's very oh. funny. And well, it, where we live, yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on where they are. But, yeah, so I, I understand how Nirvana was very much the kind of, not playful, but more at the same like time, even though... Easier to listen to, maybe. Well, I think, honestly, I'm just kind of spitballing right here, but I think that's sort of what 
almost made Kurt like um, he didn't intend for it, obviously, but it sort of made him hate what he created because he wasn't taking his or he didn't emphasize the serious stuff so much that people were almost like not aware of how really depressed he was yeah. he shows up in a ball high and they're like oh he's just goofing around but it, no he's like tormented like he doesn't want to be in cameras he doesn't want to be on the tonight show he doesn't want to like do that he just wants to yeah. play rock music you know and you know now that i remember the whole deal with the heroin too i also think um something was because he was left-handed and so he used to play a bass like um with the, the opposite way of that you normally see mm-hmm. and that sort of like made his condition worse like something where like oh really something like that I read I huh. I didn't really retain much information but I, that sort of um made his his condition worse yeah. and, and I mean he killed himself he was like what twenty seven mm-hmm. the, the famous twenty seven club. club yeah uh, all right so let's I guess we'll just go to the big one uh, but Soundgarden uh, throughout even to 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 this day I still like Nirvana I still like all those grunge bands um, well before we get too far too. I think specifically Pro Jam and Soundgarden, they originated from some less popular bands, right? You know how you mentioned that there are actually more grunge bands that came before these guys, mm-hmm. um, like Mother Love Bone and the main singer. He looked like Sam Kennison, you know, the comedian Sam Kennison? Yeah. He's very, like, roly-poly looking guy. I yeah. have his um, DVD over there. Yeah. Uh, but he ended up dying, um, I think, of a, like he choked on his vomit or something. But... They did, I believe, um, a sort of a memorial thing called um, uh, Temple of the Dog. Um, and not every song, but you have, like, uh, I'm sure they mix some of the other musicians, but, I'm, again, I'm not great with all those names. But they have um, Hunger Strike specifically, but with birth, both uh, great singers um, of Soundgarden, Chris Cornell, and then um, Pro Jams, Jim Eddie, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. So it was a really cool sort of super group they've had and you know, I, I believe from what I understand out of that they sort of liked how their sound and they were able to sort of make their own groups and that's where they split off and made Soundgarden and hmm. Pro Jam and throughout the, so I've always liked all the bands but I've kind of gone through phases of like I said Nirvana was probably the first one that I heard and, I, and I'm a huge fan but it's sort of once I started listening to the other ones it sort of like started wavering a little bit like now for sure Soundgarden is like my absolute favorite of all time really? like I love the sound of I love the, the four? darkness yeah of the big wow. four um, not only that but especially for Soundgarden because of Chris Cornell's um, unfortunate death a few years ago th- their chapter is kind of done right they might get another singer and all this great stuff like Stone Temple Pilot or something but it wouldn't necessarily it's still not going to be the same no. group and from what I understand with Soundgarden too um, Chris Cornell actually I think he was a singer from the beginning or very you know, early on in the beginning but he was actually originally their drummer oh and he used to play like on the drum and i can't imagine trying to sing while you're his hitting the drums so that's kind of crazy yeah that is crazy uh but i, I want to say the longest one probably the second one that i got into was pro jam like i have a ton of their albums um i, I bought a lot of the stuff they do great covers they do um there's one really good cover they did of um what's that band the who the 70s band the who and it's um Love rain or or it's called rain over me. It's weird because it's O apostrophe E R. It's rain over me. Oh, I thought he was saying rain on me. <laughs> no, see, it's rain over me. But it, it it's it's off a Sorry. Adam Sandler movie where it came like a little after nine eleven, where his his family died in the towers, and he's like depressed, and he bumps into an old friend Don Cheeto, 
and who's basically living in his apartment where his wife was trying to remodel it and he's constantly remodeling. He's basically like stuck in his own misery, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the songs is that on the cover of Pro Jam, Rain, uh, Love. Well, that's the lyrics. He says, Love, Rain Over Me. And it's very sort of, Eddie Vedder hits these really highs and, and you know, it's very beautiful. But so for the longest time, he was kind of my favorite singer. Like I always yeah. thought like, Eddie Vedder, like he's so, even though he mumbles, which I Oh, figured, that's why probably he's my favorite. Yeah, he's like, I like watching okay. him perform, yeah. Because he's so like, and, and he still kind of looks, his hair is the same. He still looks, well, no, he, he cuts it real short, uh, so it kind of looks like Jesus. Do you know what I was going to bring, I always think about randomly? What's up? That you said you have a coworker who know who knows someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Related to someone who's dating Eddie, and that they've seen him like at parties just in the corner. From, uh, from what I've said, he's mentioned twice. He read retired from where i work but oh um, and he's a, he's an older dude he's like in his 60s um yeah um but he well, well i guess he, nobody's gonna hear that too but so he is like through marriage related to eddie vetter yeah like, and and he said that i think it was last year two years ago um the guy that live, works or where i work where he used to work with me he um has like a great grandma or not I don't think a great grandma will still be alive, but like a great aunt. He had a great aunt that like had passed away in either like Washington or Oregon. And so he, while I was working there, he took like a week off, whatever. And he went up there and honestly, I heard this conversation because he doesn't know I, I like that kind of music, I guess, but I heard a um, conversation with somebody else. And I think I asked him, but he said he went there and for the wake that, you know, there was a bunch of people around and that in the corner was Eddie Vedder, like kind of trying to stay in the shadows. And yeah. he says, and the guy that from work was like, and he was with this super hot like model <laughs> girlfriend. I'm like, okay, but he honestly he spoke about her way more than Eddie. And I'm like, yeah, but talk about Eddie Vedder yeah. though. Like, dude, did you go over there and say like, hey man, we're like we're related? But he's like, oh no, I can't. You know, I don't want to mess with that rock star or whatever like that. Yeah. So that was kind of cool though. And I honestly, I had a little more respect for that guy because you, I know it's he got close to like one of my. Uh, either former idols or whatever like that's pretty cool yeah because you know? when you told me and since then i randomly think about it and i picture him in the corner <laughs> just trying to be like invisible <laughs> well i pictured him like at, you know at the catering table like sitting there <laughs> trying to eat like his little little bowl of like uh sample cheeses yeah and i imagine the guy from work like going over there and be like hey and he's like yeah and he's like trying to eat his cheese like <laughs> you're any better like yeah for pro jam yeah and temple <laughs> of the dog yep and he's like and he's uh, basically you know how a lot of like Fans just basically tell them shit they already know. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, do you want an autograph? Do you want to, like, you know, make out with my girl? I don't understand. What are you bugging yeah. me for, you know? And I guess because it's, it's also awake. You know, you don't go there like you take your Pro Jam albums. Like, dude, can you sign my Pro Jam? Or take album? selfies in the yeah, yes, in the fashion funeral home. Yeah. With, like, hey, can we get one of you, me, and the, and the, <laughs> and the corpse? <laughs> so and, and they had, like, another family reunion or something, like, a year later. Or maybe they only met the one time, but... It was kind of cool that, you know, to him it was kind of like, yeah, Eddie, like, oh, Eddie Vedder. I'm like, Eddie fucking Vedder? That's, yeah. That's royalty, man. So. Pretty cool. So to this, this day, I still like Pro Jam a lot. Um, I think his name is Mike McCready. He's the, the main guitarist for uh, Pro Jam. And because I, lo I love, like, weird-ass trivia, mm -hmm. I don't I think he's better now, but he, he has um, um, convectolite, or what's it, convectolite? convectionitis basically where like his his anus doesn't work where his bowels just release without his knowledge kind of oh. so he said he used to have incidents where he'd be on stage playing and he'd have to like run off the stage because he shit in his pants and it's almost like he didn't know he was shit in his pants till he was shit in his pants because oh, wow. i've seen it on commercials like where they talk about that disease it's kind of like oh that's kind of kind of crazy it's not like irritable bowel syndrome or no no in it's, that same 
it's probably like in the same sort of category disease, but I believe irritable bowel, you could fix that. Oh. But for him, like irritable bowel, it'll, it'll kind of almost give you diarrhea all the time. Well, mm. this gives you diarrhea, but it's not giving you a warning sign, you know? Oh. All I've seen is like, you just feel your leg getting really warm. And then, you know, by the time you smell it, it's like, it's too late. So you kind of, you have to develop a sense of like knowing when something's going to happen. Mm. But so I figure that's under control right now. Um, and after that, I kind of gravitated a little bit towards uh, Alice in Chains because as far as, even though I do like Mike McCready from Pro Jam, um, I got to take somebody from Pro Jam, though, so I'm trying to make him my super group. I have Dave Grohl for sure on, on drums. I guess, you know, I'll take Mike McCready. I'll take him as sort of um, a rhythm guitar because I, I, I have to save that lead guitar um, slot for from uh, Alice in Chains, Jerry Cantrell. Oh, yeah. Like, Jerry Cantrell is fucking amazing. The, Alice in Chains is still together with a different singer because, uh, like, ugly surprise, but the main singer, Lane Staley, he killed himself. Or, no, he didn't kill himself. Yeah. He died of an accidental heroin overdose, like, less than 20 years ago, man. I almost feel like less than 10 years ago. And it's crazy that it happened kind of so recently because to me it feels like it's so much longer ago. Yeah. Because he recovered. Seems and, like but he did, you know, from his addiction, he recovered, but apparently he had relapse or something like that. But Jerry Cantrell is, like, a phenomenal guitarist. Like, he has, like, these crazy strings. I bought his single albums, all that kind of stuff. Um, you got anything else before we get away from, like, Pro Jam? Any takes on them? Or Just, any- like, uh, when I realized that three of the four singers are dead, is that kind of tell you something, like, about this type of... <laughs> well, two... Well... No, none of them Music? are accidental. Uh, Kurt Cobain's yeah. got all this conspiracy stuff that he was set up. There's no way he could have reached for that but shotgun. He had too much uh, heroin in his system, blah, blah, blah. Those documentaries, too. Did you ever watch any of those? Those messed with me, man. The... Well, yeah, there's the famous one where this guy, I forget his name. He had like a Hispanic name, but he was like this big white dude where yeah. he's, he said that Courtney paid yeah, him. Yeah, he like sounded so real that i so believed perfect. him and he was like an, he, he's a guy that basically doesn't get scared he's basically one like yeah they pay me to do it and then like two days after they recorded that he died like he got hit by a train yeah under mysterious circumstances. so it's kind of so like, messed okay. up it could have been just a chain of coincidence and and i don't like to get too far into the whole that conspiracy because what does it matter you know what i mean now yeah yeah he got murdered or he killed himself but at like, the time i remember i was like a big we fan and i was trying to watch all the documentaries well, i was watching all kind of conspiracy shit at the time, it, so. really and I like it was messed up. And I like Nirvana, so it's kind of and so you it, did it make you hate her for a while? Nah, to, well, <laughs> I just kind of didn't think about it. But then years later, once I kind of looked more into it, she definitely was like involved. Probably no, well, just the way she was portrayed was pretty bad because she was a train wreck. She like you know got into drugs heavily. Um, people said it was a lot like Sid and Nancy. That, yeah, that, that, destructive. Yeah, destructive. And supposedly that he was going to leave her towards the end. And I don't know. It, she wanted the money or something. Well, to this day, I believe she owns the state for like yeah. Nirvana's Masters because her and the other two guys, Chris Novoselic and Dave, they fight a lot. Like every time they're trying uh, to release something or I don't know. Uh, who cares about all this stuff? I don't yeah. want to get one. I feel like That's just there's a lot of sexism there, important. especially uh, for her, you know. And she was a great singer. I like Courtney Love. She yeah, has a lot of Hole. lot of cool music. Yeah, Ho. Uh, and I hear those albums were great. And she was a pretty good actress. She was in a couple movies and stuff. She oh, was really? almost like Madonna, where Madonna was doing you know movies and stuff. Oh yeah. Um. So Pro Jam, favorite. Okay, let's we can kind of do that as we're going along. But so um, Nirvana favorite song cover, non-cover, live, not live, whatever. Probably just because I watched the the unplugged version again, but um, 
where did you sleep last night? That it, and it's just him it's and guitar, cover. I believe. There's no drum, I think. Uh, maybe. But it's very like minimalist and. But just the way like he, he has his eyes closed during most of it till the end, it's just really, really cool. Well, and then like uh, he kind of screeches and howls at the end, huh? so like yeah, it's very. It's almost like he like he was in the really middle. Of it. Felt yeah. He was feeling those lyrics. There's a few other ones, but I can't. That that one just recently sticks out. Yeah. And I remember they had that one. Um, when the lights turn out. Remember that cool, like three CD album where they're all dressed up in suits and. It oh, has the like greatest a of, hits. Well, no, no, it's the like when the lights go out. It has like demos of songs. Oh yeah, and, I have that. Yeah. And you have that. I think I everybody. Yeah, we were excited. Like ran out of bite as soon as it came out. Yeah. And, and I listened store. to that. Like, or I, it took hours to listen to, to get that the whole, whole thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And that I, I still remember that like that um, collection or whatever. It started making me think like I can't be buying these limited edition stuff because it's kind of hard to store it, man. Like uh, it's it's long. It's not even like a photo album. It's just like yeah. Can't I even think picture it's what it looks right like. there, just like in front of the whole. Yeah, you can't fit. It, you can't fit into your like your stacks. You know, you <laughs> no. have, and and that's true with like my uh um what's it Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, uh like best any songs greatest here. box sets. Yeah, any boxes. They're yeah. very unwieldy, and sometimes they do with like these cool limited edition BS that you get all excited. And hell, I've even bought like more <laughs> than one copies of albums because like I buy the original one. And then, like, five, ten years later, they do the anniversary one. And, yeah. hey, Bon, oh, I can't stand that. So that's why I like getting into older music, like, you know, say Metallica's first one. Because ideally, you won't be getting, like, you know, every year anniversary, 31, 32, 33 year anniversary. Uh, so let's jump into then Pro Jam. Like I said, Mike McCready would be the, the singer I would go for. Or You're the making singer, a, the guitarist. for your super group? Yeah, for my super group. But from Pro Jam, what's your favorite, favorite song of all time? Song? Like the song that you hear and you mainly get you like hyped up. Any of the radio hits, honestly. Like that's one band that I didn't get sick of. What's well, cool that out of all these bands, the radio ones are like pretty good. You know, yeah. like Smell Like Teen Spirit is uh, Nirvana's most famous one. Um, it's kind of nuts when you hear on the radio when they play Rape Me. Yeah, that is nuts. Like you, that, you know, Rape is like half of the lyrics. Um, specifically, I, I think... I. From Pro Jam, my favorite song of all time is Alive. Like, I always love oh, Alive, yeah. which is where Eddie Vedder found out that the man that he grew up and called father wasn't actually his father or, like, his stepfather or whatever. No, his father. He, like, it wasn't really his Oh, father. yeah, you told me that. He found out, like, after his his real dad died, like, his honor song, like, oh, by the way, your dad passed away. And, like, oh, what do you mean? He's downstairs. Like, no, your real dad. And he was a teen or early 20s. No, he was, like, his 20s, I think. But he, it really messed him up because it's sort of – you know, you've been lied to your whole life. It's kind of weird to try mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, and Eddie Vedder's lyrics kind of <clears throat> reflect all that. But the reason I like Alive, especially when I sort of acknowledge it, I guess, I was like one of my many like sort of really dark periods and I was really depressed and angry or whatever. And something about that, it's very sort of um, like, what do you say, like defiant. Like I feel like you standing on it was like, uh, specifically the line when he's like, uh, um, and like you're still alive, she said. Like, um, yeah. of course I am. Like, is that the question or something like that? Where basically, or shouldn't I be? You know, like what's wrong? Like, why are you saying, oh, you're still alive? Like, wait, wait, are you saying I shouldn't be alive? And it's some something about that, that makes me sort of like defiant because all those times that I've been in real dark. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end too, it's like it has an awesome like guitar solo. Like it just right. like, it ramps up, and I would always kind of be DJ where it starts playing, and when it gets to the 
once Eddie starts finishes singing, then I crank it up to give it like that loud blast. Oh. And so it always kind of put me in a in real hype mood. So well, any of the songs that stand out for you, Pro Jam, that you like? Jeremy, because of the music video. I was big into music videos. Yeah, yeah, you still kind of are. Yeah, yeah I, I could, I could, if MTV still ran music videos, I would be watching that. Yeah, I mean, with Pro Jam, the one that I think of a lot or that I hear most of the time is, um, dang, I forgot the song, but it's it's one of the that you hear all the time. But they're very much usually the song that I hear the most or that people like. Associate them with maybe black. No, 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 no. It's um, black is cool. I like that one. Still alive. Well, no, that's alive. That's the one I said. Oh. But there's one where um, pause it. Yeah. Go. All right. So after uh, some clever editing, but uh, <laughs> Everlong or Everlong, I said it again. <laughs> even even flow. flow. That's why it fucks me up. <laughs> So even flow is the one was like on Guitar Hero or something, and I remember hearing that a lot, and it, it kind of got I got tired of it after a while, and it just it's my least favorite Pro Jam song, but that's like not an insult, you know what I mean? It's one of those like if that's the song that the only song you listen to is like yeah that's not bad, but uh, same thing with Metallica like uh, Enter Sandman is like my least favorite Metallica song, but it's always one of those where you hear it, it's mostly associated with them at least in my mind. Yeah. Um. So to jump to that. The other one, Alice in Chains. Now, again, Lane Staley was the second sort of sing or musician, I guess, or group member. No, probably not, but a definitely musician who passed away from overdose. But his voice was, it's very, like, like there's something about his voice that's, it seems like unreal, ethereal, hmm. I think, where it sounds like it's coming from, like, a dark place. And whenever very. I watch his videos... He always has like glasses on. You know what? Yeah. Now that we think about it, because you're into comedy like I am too, but he reminds me of like Mitch Hedberg. Oh. It's almost like he it's it's pains him to be up there. Yeah. But like he wants to do it so badly, you know. Right. That always throws me off about just people who are, you know, on stage in general about how they always say they have anxiety. Usually the good ones are like, Oh yeah, I have crippling anxiety. Yeah. But but on stage it goes away for them a lot of times from what I've heard. Yeah, but you know, to get to that stage, that's just such a like, yeah. There's battle, a lot of you know before I mean? and after. Yeah, and again, I don't remember the other members of. I definitely don't remember any of the other members of uh, of uh, Alice in Chains, and I think the rest of the guys. I are know still there. Um, there was the one with the Hispanic name. I forget, but I remember hearing stuff about him later, like that he did stuff like inappropriate. Oh shit! And know. he was also on that Dr. Drew show. Um, Rehab or whatever. Y- yeah. Wow. Well, that's sad. Well, that's some breaking news that I didn't know. Yeah, he was on that show for a while. Well, they they um connected a like ten years ago. It's been a minute. Mikey Nez. But they connected with like a different singer, and people say they sounds a lot like Lane. Honestly, I don't see it. Like Who? I've heard it. Their new singer, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He, totally he definitely doesn't does. look like him. He's like taller and. No, and but, he's a whole different race. But like, I don't think he sounds. I I like it, but. For me, I guess what I don't, especially after we talked about that, Lane Staley had that like dark ethereal attitude. Yeah. This the new singer definitely does that. He's very no, light. No, he brings like something like completely different. Yeah. yeah, which is he sounds good, yeah. but you know, you're to never me, gonna like it because you're a um, pessimist, purist. Is that what you would call oh, yourself? Purist? You're very much like into like no the this original? way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get I could be the curmudgeon, <laughs> you know, the old fogey, I guess. 
Uh, but from so from that, I would grab like I said from a lead guitar, Jerry Cantrell. Like uh, like I said, so the third group I kind of got into was uh, Alice in Chains, and I was a big fan of them. Like I liked them yeah. a lot, and I liked them before Lane actually passed away. Like when he passed away, I sort of had stopped listening to a lot of that like a lot heavier music, but I still definitely liked it. Like you know, I kept all the uh, CDs I bought. Like you know, I didn't get rid of them, and I did actually buy their from the new version of Alice in Chains. I bought their first album. Yeah, I had some of their albums too. I, I really liked them at a point, but it just like I said, it got to a point where it was just too like it was gonna. It felt like it would do more damage if I kept listening to them. Like, did you find some sort of wise. yeah, like almost you know, like it was feeding that demon that you're not negative supposed voice. to. Yeah. yeah, but I really liked a lot of their songs. I can listen to them now, but there was a while where I'd switch it. And then. Okay, so we we're naming the kind of what we about a favorite song? Favorite song? Uh, I want to say "Down in a Hole," but um, yeah, I mean, as far as dark goes, wood is dark. really good too, for me. Um, uh, why bones? Why just, those specifically? They just just how they sound. Yeah, and they had a little. Uh, I remember, there's one song. I don't know what song it is, but where they do do. Remember, I always randomly do. Oh that. yeah, that that's a pretty upbeat. You know, I like, like that one because it doesn't make uh, sense, but ooh, it works. Doo, doo. Yeah, it did, totally doesn't make sense to me when I hear it, but for some reason it works. See, that's one of those like they weren't necessarily like goofing around, but it definitely didn't have such a like a, um, a dark cloud over it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was that's kind of probably like, why I could listen to it more. And, and I've watched. Oh yeah, and I remember why because Lane Staley did like a side project with. Can't remember if it was another group or just different people, but it was. Um, can't even remember the name of it right now, but it was. Um, it was very sort of like more singing more sort of like melodic you know because because Jerry Cantor is very crunchy that's the grunge yeah. sound is that those crunchy guitars crunchy. Like, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. like so it's that that grimy sound you know is that yeah. sound that makes you feel how like, you said um, I throw an old dirty blanket or yeah a tattered yeah it's blanket. like you just put it on and you know you're, you're coating you throw that on and it's yeah. it's dusty and it's and sticky it's cigarette and, smell oh yeah it's, it's smell like cigarette for it's sure it's sitting for a while nobody's touched it yeah or your old heroin <laughs> uh, spoon, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, probably the, my favorite song of Alice in Chains, and again, so the one they were they're known for is um, "Man in the Box." Yeah. And that's sort of their, their most popular one. And again, it's a great song. Out of all the grunge bands, that might be the one where their most popular song is like it's not my least favorite song. Like it's big, it's it's up on the list. Like it's yeah. a pretty good song. It is. Uh, Rooster, Rooster is a great one. Yeah. Uh, for me specifically, though, my favorite song has got me wrong. Oh. And and this is how much of a dweeb I am, specifically the unplugged version. Okay. And for one particular reason, until I, I heard the CD forever until I finally watched it one time. But um, that song, when it he, when he gets to the hook, because they do it slower, they play slower. And that sort of, and I started reading a lot of his stuff, but Jerry Cantrell did a ton of background vocals. And I didn't know, I thought, you know, it just oh, yeah. lame. Because he used to do like the, the harmonies where you get like two different voices singing. And so I thought they just do like different Oh, really? Tracks. I think I did too till I saw like all the music videos. Yeah. And, and I was like, singing. hey, he's doing it. And he sounds like him too. Yeah, exactly. They're, they have yeah. a very similar sound. Like, so he got me wrong. It. Got me wrong. Uh, um, Jerry Cantrell is actually the one that's doing like the higher parts. So yeah. he's almost doing like the the role of the the Lead. singer, yeah. yeah. But I, I love that song because it's very again. He was the, fun to like um, stage uh, to see him on yeah Jerry, Jerry, Jerry yeah because he had like long flowy hair. Oh yeah, that's right. He had a yeah. really cool presence. He had he had like um, a backup ZZ Top <laughs> vibe, you know. He had that giant hair. Um, I don't know. 
about but, that, but he he was just fun to watch. And again, I've liked his side project. He does a lot of more almost like countryish. Oh really? Yeah, it's very more like laid back. You know, where you're on the on the back porch drinking lemonade or something. It's very chill, but it just got a cool sound to it. And then, yeah, we'll have enough time. So we'll get to the, sort of like the the crux of what this episode was supposed to be. But like my absolute favorite grunge band of all time. You know, well known or not is is uh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Like I love Soundgarden, and so Chris Cornell, their singer, he's my pick for the number one. He's the singer out of all of them. Like I said, I've gone through where I liked I liked them all. I like Kurt. I like Eddie. I like yeah Lane Staley. But when I when I sort of started digging more into Chris Cornell's o- overall or whatever they call that shit, it, it's it's amazing. You know, and he did. When I started getting into him, he was uh, with Audio Slaves. So he wasn't even doing Soundgarden, so I kind of retroactively mm-hmm. went back. You know, he did like a, a, a James Bond uh, movie, uh, "You Know My Name," I believe. It's like wait, he, he was in the movie? No, he did like the the music. Yeah, you know how because oh, okay. especially in the nineties or whatever, they started getting like popular musicians. Like Adele did one. Um, um, who's the other one that did one? Not Beyonce. For what Beyonce. what movie? Uh, one of the James Bond. You know, James oh, Bond. Oh, Billie to... Eilish did the latest. Did I she? Think. Yeah. Well, it hasn't came out, I guess. Not the movie. I don't think so. Yeah. But the song is out. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably where they're trying to line that up. But they always get sort of, um, sort of the the. Not, I don't want to say the most popular person at the time, but definitely someone that's uh, prominent. You know, somebody that's out there. And so um, Chris Cornell was tapped to do one, and he's done a ton of um, um, regular albums. And it was after his death when I kind of got hip to that. And I didn't realize at the time, but I took his death really hard. Really? Like, I didn't realize how much I, I liked Soundgarden. And when I heard, I remember I was, I was at work and I was driving somewhere. And on the radio, they announced it. And I remember I pulled over and I sat there thinking, like, this isn't real, man. This isn't happening. Because oh, wow. I've had these experiences in life where people that, you know, I got no connection with. Hmm. But it's just something that I really admire from afar. Or, you know, I've they've been in, in my life for a significant amount of time, whatever. Where it kind of, like... It startles me, or it's almost even if in my drugs or whatever periods, it sort of like slapped me into reality. You know, cold mm-hmm. do- dose of water. Like I remember before that was uh, Aaliyah when Aaliyah died. Really? Because it was after that that hip hop show I used to listen to. I remember I was up. You know, it, this is like three in the morning, and I'm probably like coming down off drugs, and I'm sitting there on a Saturday or on a Sunday morning, just like maybe kind of trying to watch the sunrise, just completely out of my mind. Right? I'm a mm-hmm. maniac. But on the radio, right after the show ended. It was like real quiet, and they do like a like a, a breaking news type thing, and they talk about Lee. And I remember I sat there like stunned. And this was two thousand one, two thousand two. Do you think it had to do because we hadn't really lost anyone at that point in our family? That's definitely part of it. And because I used to feel that way before like celebrities and stuff. Like, yeah, but not anymore. It's more like oh, that's this part year? of life. After because of this year. No, no, just a couple years ago. I don't know what changed. Well, I was, yeah, but... I was wondering. Oh, we didn't lose anybody. We hadn't lost anybody till my grandma this year. Well, yeah, that's what I thought. Like maybe that's when you started realizing. But you, you see, I like, think you made part that, of it it was like okay, the final like stamp, I guess. Yeah. Well, like for me, it just I didn't realize how much I I really enjoyed his work, and it was around that time when I started digging into like his more past stuff. Like he did um this um movie called Singles. <clears throat> which was made, movie called Singles, which was made, like, in Seattle. And it's basically all about the grunge era. Hmm. And there's a scene where they go to a club. I think it's Pro Jam performing. And I think they did one with um, Soundgarden, but they didn't make it in the movie, or they made a, uh, like, for the soundtrack. 
But either way, it was Soundgarden. And there's an awesome scene where you see Chris Cornell with his crazy long hair and no shirt, and he's wearing shorts, I think, like jean shorts. And oh. he's like, and he's, you know, tearing his heart out. Just And, and the song is, I never heard that song. Is um, I can't remember the name of the song now either, but it's like uh, Birth uh, birth Ritual, I believe. But it's, it's got a real cool part where it's all like kind of instrumentals. And in the in that clip, Chris Cornell, like, there's like, he's on a real small, they're on a real small stage, but it's packed, you know, everyone's wilding out. Mm-hmm. And they have like this, uh, the the lattice that goes around the stage, where it's like that metal, you know, that holds lights or all that mm-hmm. stuff. And he climbs up on there, like he throws the mic up there and he climbs up there and he kind of hangs by his legs or by his arm. And he's upside yeah. down and he starts like singing his, like a chorus or like his next part, like in, upside down. It's, it's just like visually like <laughs> amazing, you know, you think like, what yeah. is he fucking doing? But it's like, you don't even ask till afterwards because you're just so amazed by this right. God. You know, he's like the rock God. That's when I see that. And this was like 93, 94. Is so that the music video? That song, Birth Ritual, is a music video. But that performance you're describing? Because I feel like I've seen it, but I don't. What's in that movie? And I don't know. You've probably never uh, seen that movie, Singles. No. It's kind of it's so. a romantic sort of comedy. It, it's kind of cool. It's uh, made by the guy that made um, Almost Famous. So uh, uh, Cameron Crowe, I believe. And so he has, he has a very good ear for music, and like he has a very like um, kind of style that kind of benefited them, I guess. But so when he died, it, so watching that birth ritual, and so when he died, it sort of made me feel like like what's going on? Because once I dug into his history before he died, it turns out you know he had a obviously now when you look back like oh yeah it's hard, but he was dealing with the drugs, he had like bad heroin problems, and so he kicked all that. You know he had a family, loving family, mm-hmm. he had kids. Um, he was on tour, he, you know, he had just talked to his wife, he was loving life, and so he ends up like, the way it happens, so he ends up hanging himself. So it's very dramatic, and people saying that he was taking like some sleeping pills because he was anxious, and so it, it's kind of weird that you can't necessarily, for me personally, it feels like the grunge era is closed off now. Like Pro Jam is still doing, they got an album coming out actually, but because I don't have that connect that I do with like Soundgarden, it doesn't... Not that it doesn't matter. Like, I, I still like their sound. People think they're like, oh, it's the same old, but same the old port, down. Like, the portal to you is closed. <laughs> well, like, the sort of ascension to that, like, yeah. I'm going to grunge land, you know? Wow. It doesn't exist anymore. Like, it, it, all I have is just um, uh, po- uh, postcards, you know, from mm. an era, you know? Because it was before my time. I wasn't in that grunge era. You yeah. know, we were in, in L.A. and Oregon. In Oregon, we were closer to it, but, like, again, that's when you got into bit. it. Yeah. Yeah, but so... Not with my giant tirade, but so that that hit me real bad. But yeah, Chris Cornell for sure. He's the lead singer over there. I didn't I didn't even pick a bassist, but so I'll probably <laughs> throw in Chris from uh, Nirvana. Just yeah. the, one, just because I know his name and he is pretty dope. And you a need a bassist. Yeah, I, I do need a bassist. <laughs> you know what? I kind of it's kind of neat because it it's weird how I book in it. So I, I listed it down and how we were talking, but I have Dave Grohl, Mike McCready, Jared Cantrell, Chris Cornell, and then uh, Chris Novoselic. Oh. And so to wrap things up, what about Soundgarden? Soundgarden favorite song? Yeah, favorite song. Um, Fell on Black Days, probably. That's a pretty cool. It's it's not haunting, you know. It's yeah. The title and the concept is like you know he, he's struggling. It's it's basically him struggling, but like the the tone of it is not very dark, you know. It's not just, it's just depressing. Yeah, because I couldn't really. I didn't really like Black Hole Sun because of the his vocals, like. To me, which I hate to say, but for Soundgarden, I just wasn't really into his vocals. Or I don't know if they always use effects on his vocals, but that just oh, kind of threw me off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, like, like especially the end. 
Maybe, but I like, just was. When he's like trying to yell. Something about some of the songs. Which it is, sounds cooler live. I've seen it live. Um, like I saw his last album or his last album, his last uh, performance. It sounds cool live, but yeah, that. It, it So that, you know, we, we were talking about like the main songs. That's probably the one that's most associated with him, Black Hole Sun. Yeah. And that is um, probably the best example. That is my least favorite song by far. Yeah. Of the whole grunge groups, that's probably my least favorite song. Yeah. Which is crazy because that's my favorite band. But I feel like I've read it somewhere and I, I think it's gone back and forth. But um, where, where even Chris Cornell was, or the, the group basically said like, yeah, they don't like the song. It just felt like they were... It's in the same vein as their sort of dark, you know, life's kind of a struggle, whatever. But it's almost like jokingly, you know what I mean? It's almost like they're kidding because, like, they could, everything's played, like, in a very sort of, like, non-enthusiastic way. You know, it's almost like, hey, we need one more song. Like, well, fuck it. I got this silly song I made up because it's all, like, he's all, you know, singing real, real slow. And he's like, black hole, sun. Well, it's like there's no energy there. There's not like you have to have energy because you're trying to be dark, but... There's just the drums, the guitar, it's all, you know, down, 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 down. It's very boring. It's very, like, And that's, uninspired. like, their biggest hit, probably, huh? Yeah, that's what they're most well-known for. And, again, in the the final performance, they play live. And it sounds okay, but at the same time, he, he does a little different stuff with his vocal, too. Oh, Blow Up the Outside World, too. That one's that's, really good. That's a really good one. I love that one. Um, the video's kind of kooky, too. But uh, I, I even was listening to that stuff, like, last year. I had a little period where... For that's one of the biggest kind for Soundgarden for many years now. That's one band that in my darkest of times is sort of it's that nasty. It's the ugliest blanket of them all, <laughs> but it's the one that I find the most. Or it's always there. The most honest. comforting. Yeah, it's got the less <laughs> you know uh, burrs on it. I picture this blanket you actually use the blue um, one with um, plaid. That was like in good shape. Though. It's not right. <laughs> but but we've had it for like decades. Maybe I'll take a picture of that and put it for like for the, your the cover? cover. Yeah. Too bad it doesn't have holes. It's so sturdy though that blanket. Oh, I'm a Photoshop. I'm gonna cut this out. But yeah, I'm a Photoshop. But it. maybe it's it's more like grunge because it's so sturdy. It's stuck around for so long. It, it, it withstands. Cause yeah, infamously grunge killed the hair metal. Oh days. yeah, yeah. They killed you know, um, uh, Quiet Riot. Well, Quiet Riot. They weren't hair metal. Um, what well, poison? Kinda, yeah, yeah, there you go. Like that. Yeah. No, I was thinking like Motley Crue, but but they, they stuck around. Yeah. yeah. They probably changed, but... Well, that's why infamously Metallica, you know, they cut their hair, so they suck. So they were kind of... They were, they were like, hair metal, but, like, well, that was more metal than people. hair. Like, they're the biggest rock band in the world. To this day, yeah. <laughs> so that's... Uh, it is, it's like, it's that one person that doesn't want to listen to no more, Beth. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, who cares, you know what I mean? Yeah. But for, I guess, to wrap that up... I was going to say about your singer, you be Chris Cornell. He is the most handsome, I'd say, of all. Well, he looks like Eddie Vedder a lot. That kind of. Well, but he was a little younger, I think, maybe. Or he embraced his um, his youth. His yeah, just his looks a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, with his I long mean, hair. And yeah, he had that. Long taking hair. off his shirt, I don't think Eddie did a lot of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eddie kind of did like very early on, but yeah, they stopped that real fast. Yeah, um, he was just a little more mature. He seemed. Yeah, I mean Lane Staley was probably high most of the time, but yeah, Chris Cornell yeah. was definitely one that sort of. Like I said, he had that, it was almost like he had that negative energy, but he was able to sort of harness it into his voice. Because yeah. to me, he had that, like, that, um, like we're talking about some of those songs that you were mentioning. Those are some of my favorite ones. 
but so yeah so you know chris cornell unfortunately died and i took it real hard and it was just a real dark kind of thing that was the most recent death yeah it was like two three years ago yeah and i've i've dwelt on it a lot throughout the times even on my darkest times and you know i'm currently doing pretty good so like my good times but the biggest part again that for me was so he abused drugs and it felt like definitely during the late 90s early thousands he like he made it, man. Like he beat the drugs. Yeah. Like he had, he had his family doing he had that. everything. So for this to yeah. happen, it's like either you know he relapsed or you know he was just so depressed or just accidental drug thing. It's such a, like a fucked up thing to happen. That's mm-hmm. almost you can do everything you can to sort of fight that, but ultimately it still it will get you. It just it bugged me out in the real. Cause yeah. At first, you know, I felt for so long that damn this guy made it. So whatever dark shit I have. You know, he. It seemed like he was going through worse stuff, so it's okay or whatever. But now it's like, well, I don't know now, and it just, it, it's it's a tough thing. That so it's yeah, it it makes you think about things. But then right after, everyone was thinking like, hold on, uh, Kurt killed himself. Yep. Um, um, Lane Staley accidentally overdosed. Um, kind of a combination. Chris Cornell accidentally killed himself. So everybody, it's kind of a dark humor. But like, has anybody checked on Eddie Vedder? <laughs> like, yeah. Hey Eddie, what's what's going on, buddy? Let's go play some pool or something. Uh, I don't know, Jess. I'm kind of already done with this. What do you yeah. think? Pretty good. I just was thinking, trying to think of uh, my favorite Nirvana songs because when you asked me, I couldn't think of them. But there's so many. Uh, Come As You Are, The Man Who Sold the World, Heart Shaped Box. Yeah, Heart Shaped Box. All Apologies, About a Girl, Something in the Way. Like, they were just I think Something in the Way many. was a cover, but. Yeah, a lot of these are covers. I like breed a lot. It's kind of it's very dun, dun. Uh-huh. it's very like energetic. That's one of the other energetic songs. But all right, this is Tony Shavo, the Jive as Alien. Uh, thanks, Jess, for joining me. Say any parting words to the peoples out there. See you. Even your 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 sisters. You want to say? Oh know? yeah! Shout out to Julie. You can't say her name. <laughs> oh shit! Let me say it again. All right, start over. Shout out to Julie and Rika. See you guys soon. Yeah. See everybody else soon. Check me out, Jive as Alien on Instagram. Um, got the email too, jiveasalien at gmail.com. And stay tuned for next episodes. Uh, we're in the last month of the year, so we're going to see what kind of exciting things we get for you guys. All right. Peace out. Hey, everyone. This is the Jive as Alien hopping back in. I wanted to do a little quick addendum because. The song I kept trying to remember, and that was probably my best, my favorite song garden of all time, was um, The Day I Try to Live. It just had a really sort of, um, I don't know, just strong sound to it. And it's just what happens to the same album. Um, it, it has a song called Like Suicide, which is kind of like, oh, shit, you know, Chris Cornell talking about some stuff. But the last kind of major album before they kind of did a reunion in 2012 it had um, some of my really good songs, like Blow Up the Outside World, and I was talking to Jess about it, Pretty Noose, which uh, she kind of pointed out that, you know, that he ended up hanging himself, so it's kind of like, oh, shit, I didn't, didn't catch that first, but Pretty Noose is a pretty kind of strong, strong song, and it was pretty funny that I completely forgot this, even though it had both the elements of cover songs by different artists and such, um, it just so happens that this year, on what would have been Chris Cornell's, uh, I think, 56th birthday, um, his wife or his widow, uh, Vicky Cornell, actually released a song that had never been um, seen anywhere, you know, on any soundtracks. And it was 
and it's Chris Cornell doing a cover of Patience by Guns N' Roses. Uh, the Guns N' Roses is very um, sort of laid back, very slow, and Chris Cornell's has a sort of um, higher tempo to it. And it's it's very powerful, very beautiful. Um, I highly recommend you check that out. Um, Chris Cornell, Patience, which again was the Guns N' Roses song, um, and it came out this year, so it's pretty pretty important. Um, that's pretty much it. Um, check me out again, Jive as Alien, um, on Instagram or uh, email jiveasalien at gmail.com. See you.